Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Talk with Micah and Friends. And yes, it is me, Micah. Thank you guys so very much for always staying tuned and in tune to the Talk with Micah and Friends. And if this is your very first time tuning in, Welcome, welcome, welcome. I also want to send a special thank you to all of you that actually listened on last week. It was our very first live show with the raw, uncut, dirty, and all-in-your-closet type-ish where I had seven gentlemen talking dirty, talking raw, talking uncut, and we actually went all in their closet, too. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, So far to date, we have about 2,500 streams, and that's with the podcast link that I post on Facebook, the iTunes uh, subscriptions, as well as the Blog Talk Radio um, selections as well. So all of those stats combined to about 2,500 streams. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot thank you enough, okay? And also, for those of you that um, have not had the opportunity to subscribe via iTunes, it's never too late, actually. You can go to uh, your podcast app on your Apple iPhone 4, 4S, 5, 5C, or 5S. Um, put in, in the search uh, engine, put the talk with Micah and friends, and there you have it. You can subscribe for free, F-R-E-E, no payment needed at this time. And then uh, if you actually have iTunes on your computer, um, no matter if it's the Windows, whatever computer you have, um, if you have iTunes, go to the iTunes store, search the talk with Micah and friends, and there you have it. There you can subscribe for free as well, F-R-E-E. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, guys, you know what? up, right? It's time for the free and clear, free and clear, free and clear segment. Can I get a phone? Yes, that's B. Ames Sniffles, and she's saying, can I get a bump? Now, baby, I don't do bumps, I don't do drugs, but I love, love, love the beat. All right? Congrats are in order, baby. Congrats are in order. If you actually watched the Grammys on Sunday, you would have, uh, during the Ryan Lewis and McLemore and Madonna uh, Grammy performance on Sunday, you would have seen that they had some lovely couples that were married. And of those couples, I actually want to give a big shout-out to DeAndre Grissett and Quince Lanier. Um, they were actually among the couples that were married during the Ryan Lewis, uh, McLemore, and Madonna Grammy performance. Um, the couple are actually the creators of DL Chronicles. If you don't know what DL Chronicles uh, is, go look it up, okay? Um, but but they've been together for the last 18 years, okay? So, hey, if you're in love, that, who's not to say that two men can't last a long time? I've seen it. You see it. We can definitely do it. So congrats, 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 okay? All right. I have a few pageants that I need to announce, and then we're going to go right on into our Raw and Uncut, the Tea Edition uh, roundtable. Continental, Continental, baby, and Continental. Monday, February 10, 2014, Allison Thomas Productions presents the 15th annual Carolinas Continental Pageant 2014, Mr. Miss Plus and Elite. It is a preliminary to the Continental Pageantry system. Um, the, their categories, judge categories, are interview, talents, swimwear, evening wear, and question and answer. Um, presentation is also a category, but it's not judged. The reigning 2014 National Con- uh, Continental Court uh, will be there as well, and that's Farrah in height, Courtney Page Van Wells, Khalil Valentino, and Nasha Lopez. 
the 2013 Carolina Continental Court, that's the ones that won the preliminary on last year to go to either Mr. Miss plus an elite, were Ginger Minge, Joanna James, Jose Vega, Victoria Garanti, and Stasha Sanchez. Special guests include former uh, preliminary uh, formers, um, uh, also Continental uh, Royalty, those that have won either Mr., Miss, Plus, and Elite Continental. And of those, um, I'll name a few. Lakeisha Lucky, Erica Norell, Electra, Dana Douglas, Alexis Gabrielle Sherrington, Christopher Iman, Sasha Kobe, Tiana Love, India Chanel Braxton, Tangela Armani, Taj Mahal, Danielle Hunter, Antonio Edwards, Sasha Summers, Chanel Dupree, Philip Alexander, Lola Lush, Gina D'Angelo, Nikki Adams, and Lewis Nicholson. And that will be held at Mecca in downtown Miami, baby. So if you want to get a piece, go down there. And that will be Monday, February 10th, 2014. And I can definitely say Allison Thomas is a wonderful promoter for the Continental Pageantry System. Miss Duval Newcomer 2014 will be held Sunday, March 9, 2014, in Jacksonville, Florida, 1 p.m. will be the registration, 8 p.m. is showtime, $25 for admission, and it will be honoring Tashay Royale Sherrington. Tashay Royale Sherrington, and baby, if I mispronounce your name, I definitely do apologize, all right? But you can also go to www.alwaysduval.com, www.alwaysduval.com for more information. Philadelphia Black Gay Pride presents B-Boy Blues, the play, adapted for the stage play by James Earl Hardy. Okay, that'll be February 25th at 7 p.m. at the Painted Bride Art Center at 230 Vine Street in Philadelphia, PA. For ticket or contact information, you, go to, you can go to eventbrite.com and search B-Boy Blues, the play. You can go to facebook.com forward slash B-Boy Blues, the play, um, and get more information. I'll actually be there. So, again, February 25th, 7 p.m., Painted Bride Art Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. And one last announcement. One last announcement. Third Annual Peach State International Plus Newcomer Closet Ball presents a night of disco honoring Deasia Blush Cassidine, Tiandre Sanchez Santi, the Lady Essence, and Jayla Michaels Dupree. Categories include Closet Ball, Presentation, Men in Uniform, Evening Gown, Talent, and for the plus Mr. and Miss Newcomer, Presentation and Creative Black, Do Your Own Thing, which could be sportswear, swimwear, evening gown, or formal wear. Talent must be six minutes with two minutes setup time and question and answer for the top five, okay? And again, that was the third annual Peach Day International plus Newcomer and Closet Ball. Well, guys, that is it for the free and clear, free and clear Free and clear segment. Next up, we have the raw and uncut, the tea edition, with Kenya Black Dupree, Jasmine Salandra Tasaki, DeLoreal Mendoza, Jada P-Star, Sheena Divine Hawkins, and T.S. Madison, baby. Stay tuned. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Raw and the Uncut, the Tea Edition. I am 
you guys hear all that applause. We have a, a, a lot of people on the line. We have about 30 callers right now, so we have 20 more callers that can actually call in before the lines are full. But, again, welcome to the Raw and Uncut, the tea edition. I actually have on the line with me today some beautiful, six beautiful ladies, uh, transgendered ladies. Uh, we have Sheena Divine Hawkins from Miami, Florida. Sheena, are you here? Hi. Hi, what's up, everyone? <laughs> I have Jada P. Starr, resident of Atlanta, Georgia. Are you here, Jada? Hi, I'm here. Hi, thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. <laughs> I hope they do too, Jada. Uh, Jasmine Tasaki, I'm going to refer her to as Jasmine Tasaki today. She's a resident of Atlanta, Georgia. Are you here? Yes, I am. Great, great. I also have Kenya Black Dupree. She is a resident of Chicago, Illinois. Kenya, are you here? Yes, I am here. Great, great, great. Uh, Deloriel Mendoza, resident also of Atlanta, Georgia. Deloria, are you present? Hey, baby. All right. And last but certainly not least, we have T.S. Madison, better known as the Big Dick Bitch, the resident also of Atlanta, Georgia. Are you here? Wait a minute. Is it on? (laughs) 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 Yes, yes, because we just never seem to know. I am in the building. Thank you so very much. Again, thank you all, um, ladies, for taking the time out um, to be a part of this uh, epic Raw and Uncut Tea Edition. So we're going to go ahead and get right to it. You know, I don't like to waste any time, so we're going to go ahead and get right into the questions and and the topics for the ladies of the evening. All of my callers that are tuned in now, uh, later on in the show, you will have the opportunity to ask the ladies questions. Um, at that point, I'll open it up for you guys, and you will just press the, you know, press number one on your phones, your cell phones, your home lines, whatever you have. And at that point, you know, I'll see who I have here with questions, and I'll just choose at random, okay? But we'll get to that in just a little bit. So, ladies, here we go. And just so you guys know, um, there are certain parts where I will allow everyone to ask them, and there are certain parts where I just may call on. Uh, three or four of you to answer. Now, in the event that you just have a burning comment or response, ladies, and you're not included in that particular section, it's okay for you to say, hey, you know, Micah, I, I think I want to chime on, on this real, real quick, okay? So we're going to go ahead and start off with the first one. And I, I entitled this Transition, okay? It's like, as they say, Transgendered 101. Every transgendered woman has a story behind why she transitioned, when she transitioned, and how she transitioned. So give the viewers, excuse me, so give the viewers your why, your when, and your how. And I'm going to repeat that one more time. Every transgendered woman has a story behind why she transitioned, when she transitioned, and how she transitioned. So give the viewers and the listeners your why, your when, and your how. And so we won't have everyone speaking at one time. I'll go ahead and we'll start with Sheena first and then we're going to go to Jada, and then I'll go from there. Well, I knew you was going to call me out first. I was saying under my head, okay, said why, when, and how. Yes. Okay. Well, the first question, why I did it, mainly for the art form of female illusion um, as far as competing in shows and pageants, and it was basically an investment. Somebody told me not to say an investment, but I'm going to say it anyway. It was an investment for the art form of female illusions. Um, when did I do it? I did it back in the year 2000 in Miami, Florida, where okay. I was a part at. 
Um, and how did I do it? Of course, I started off with the hormones, and I started living as a woman 24-7. Once I got used to that, then I was introduced to a professionalist. I'm not going to call his name, but he's very well known. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took it step, at a, step, at a, step by step. So it's okay. just like a growing process. I didn't just go and get the implants and all of that. I actually had to grow into what you would call womanhood. Okay. And I did. All right. Well, thank you, Sheena. Jada, you're up next. Um, why? Well, as a child, very young child, I felt like I was in the wrong body, and I knew I always wanted to be a female, but I never knew how I could make that happen because, I, you know, I wasn't into drag or didn't go to gay clubs to see things of female impersonation. So I always wanted – that was – that was the reason why I wanted to do it because I just never felt comfortable with myself. Okay. When I did it, um, well, my first time coming to the club, I was 13 years old, and mm. I met Yasmin Campbell Star, and I just couldn't believe that it was a man, mm. and I was gagging, <laughs> and I sat down and had a talk with her, and she ensured me if I finished school or to, you know, stay in school to do my work that she would help me with my transition. So when okay. did I start transition? Um, I was maybe 16. I think I took my first hormone at the age of 16. And from 16 on up, I had been doing drag to maybe 18. And then that's when I started to get my, you know, work done. And ever since then, I've just been really happy with the person that I've become. And I see a lot of changes in me. And I'm very, very comfortable with the person that I have become today. Okay. Well, thank you so very much, and Jasmine, uh, we're going to go with Jasmine to talk next, and then we'll do Kenya. <laughs> um, okay. Why did I transition? I was really young, probably about four or five, and I was just very drawn to men and boys. So I was feeling very different, and I, I felt like a girl, and, and a lot of people always thought, mistook me for a girl as a child. So when I was about... Nine or ten, I started doing stuff like putting nails on at school and putting lipstick on and, you know, wiping it off by the time my mom picked me up and she started to pick up on it. So my actual transition began the summer before I was 14. And from 14 to 17, I did, you know, just regular dressing, you know, as the opposite sex. And then at about 17, I went into actual enhancement. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Jasmine. And Kenya, you're up next. Okay. So my why would have to be um, backup dancer for a lot of like boys doing national pageants. I think my first pageant I actually backup danced for was Universe. So me looking at all the girls, I think back then, you know, um, Jasmine was really, really on the scene, and she was really, really hot. And I just saw beauty. You know, Tandy Andrews was Miss USA. I saw that, and I said, oh, my God, they, they got naked, and I saw it, and it just intrigued me it, that men can look like women. And my win, um, whenever my family made me mad, I left home, and I did it. So that was when I did it. It wasn't a, a specific time frame. It was just the fact that I said, you know what, it's time. After I graduate, I didn't even graduate with doing that. I graduated at before that. I was in school doing it. I went to school like my sophomore year as a girl because I started taking hormones. And oh, then okay. um, I, I left home and moved to Miami. So that's when I actually started my transition. As a matter of fact, I can 
time to say that me and Sheena were transitioning around the same exact time. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah we'll... I'll... I'll go ahead. No, go ahead, Keith. Go ahead, Okay, and then my how, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, it, I just took it, I took it slow because I, um, still it was still new to me. I was off and on hormones because I didn't. I saw that how my body was changing and it was kind of scary to me. Um, so after it, it just it all worked out. So there was really no how. It, I just knew that I needed to take it slow in order to get the results that I was seeking. Okay, all right. Well, thank you so very much. That was very interesting to hear. Uh, DeLoreal, we're going to go with you, and then we're going to go to T.S. Madison. Uh, or we're going to, I'm just not going to say T.S. Madison. I'm just going to say Madison, okay? So we're going to go to DeLoreal, and then we're going to go to Madison. Okay, the reason why I transitioned was because at an early age, I firmly believed I was born in the wrong body. As a child, I identified mostly with female things and not male things. And mm-hmm. as I grew older, I struggled with it. Uh, I just so happened to end up going to an all-boys school, so it kind of threw me off for the next mm-hmm. four years. But during that during that time when I was a teenager, I met my gay mother, is what you all refer to it as. I just call her my mother. And watching her go through what she was going through better helped me to understand who I was about to become or who I really was mm-hmm. and recognizing that I was not a homosexual, that I was, in fact, a transgender. I ended up having a conversation with my biological mother, and after that, I decided that it was time for me to go and get myself some hormones. So I went to Dr. Gabriel and got my first shot, and over the years, I slowly grew into who I am today, myself. Okay. All right. And Ms. Madison? Well... Uh, I just want to start out by saying um, it's so amazing to hear everyone's, every other girl's story because as as I'm kind of like an advocate for, you know, uh, everybody, you know, being in, individuals but all equal, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just amazing to hear everybody's, everybody's transition story. So mine is, my why would be, I didn't find out my why until later on, you know, why I really transitioned into becoming a, a, a transgender woman. You know, at first, the, the first part of my life, the reason why I did it, and I just did a video about this the other day, uh, the reason why I did it was it was for survival. Uh, I have worked uh, many different places, and, um, you know, I was fascinated with the, with the way my mother was a, a very beautiful woman, and you know she was a she was a girly girl, but she's not she's not why I wanted to put on girl clothes. It was because mm-hmm. I, I, I have to be honest. I was a horny boy, <laughs> and I, I I was a horny boy, and I used to hang around a, a girl that you know was was pulling some some handsome some handsome guys and. You know, my mother was a was a was a Christian woman, and she she shielded me from from the clubs and all this stuff. So I never got my I never was introduced to the gay clubs until later on. Um, and I, so I I didn't I wasn't attracted to gay men. I was attracted to boys that were that liked the fish. Okay. So, you know, I saw the way that the the women were 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 pulling like these guys, and they were they were giving them money. So my mind was I was young. Uh, this stuff happened to me around about 16, 17 years old. So, of course, okay. I'm already in the beginning of a confused state because I'm looking at these, these bouted girlfriends that I got with these fine dudes, 
that's giving them money, you know what I'm saying, and and, and just and just caking them. And I was like, ooh. Uh, I started working at this place. Uh, it was called Miami Subs, and I was introduced to my first actual transgender woman, which was Tangela Armani. You know, Tangela okay. came, she came through my drive-thru because uh, I'm from Miami. She came through the drive-thru, and she looked at me, and she was like, ah. And you want to <laughs> I was so flabbergasted because she just was like, ow. Like, <laughs> and it just, it just threw me because I was like, how could this person roll up and see through me? Mm-hmm. We became friends, and um, she I was about 17, almost 18 at the time, and she started really introducing me to to drag, and she started introducing me to to the to the host role and like we would we would go to, to a pageant and, and we would ride through the host role and I would be like oh my god these are women like these are these cannot be men and so my fascination like really grew to like out the window the mm-hmm. so, hormones she introduced me to all these things so my win would be around around sixteen seventeen eight around those that time frame. Like, I'm old now, child. So okay. I can't even remember the first time I swallowed a pill. I, I never... <laughs> but How old are you? I'm 37. I'll be 38 this year. But my, okay. my, my how is so many different people uh, uh, made a contribution to my how. Like, even Sheena Devine. Like, like we're from Florida. Like, I, I right. To perform, I was still going through my transition, you know, and I would watch this with, with, with such a extreme fascination that I was like, wow, like wow. And then by me living in a in a home where where my mother was the the the, the dominant figure, and and me observing her and her as dominant, yet a girly girl, like I mean, just a woman, like nails and hair and. You know what I'm saying, and still was able to 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 take care of home. So my whole thing is my transition. I I attribute my transition to my mother and and every other beautiful woman that I admire. Right, that's right. So I can I can say it like that. Okay, you did well, that. You did. Ah, thank you so very much. Took it down. Thank you so very much, um, Madison, and thank you so much, ladies, for um, you know opening. You know, opening the door and open us up to your life and how you transitioned, and it looks like for the most part, a lot of you felt, you know, within your inner being, you felt uh, different than what you were on the on the outside. And then, of course, shows and other people kind of sparked that or pulled that person out of you. Um, so, again, thank you so very much. So we're going to move on because I do have something that's going to tie to this transition. I don't want to ask you ask it just yet. I'll ask you in a few though. Um, the next one will be media. Do you believe there is a media gap when it pertains to coverage in relation to civil rights for the transgendered woman? And if so, what do you feel needs to happen with our own, within our own community in order to see the change? And again, I'll say it again. Do you, re- do you believe there is a media gap when it pertains to coverage in relation to civil rights for the transgendered woman? And if so, what do you feel needs to happen within our community in order to see that actual change? I'm going to hand that question over to DeLoreal first, Jasmine Sasaki, and then Jada. I think what it is, what a lot of people do is when they think of a transgender female, 
they tend to associate us with our genitalia. And when you do that, it's hard for people to separate that we are women and not just, in fact, people who are born as male when we were mm-hmm. first born. They tend to uh, zoom in on the fact that, wow, this woman has a penis, and they're not really able to see us as a full and complete person. And I think until people start to be able to accept us and recognize us as the women that we are as opposed to trying to classify us as freaks, then that they can actually say we are humans in their own mind. I mean, we know this, but in their eyes, they see us as freaks because they tend to zoom in on the fact that we were born male and still some of us have penises attached to our bodies, so they tend to make us in their mind freaks so they don't see us on the same level as other people thinking that we deserve the same things as other humans do. Okay, and and what do you think our our own community needs? When I say I, well, we're you know we're part of a big community, black, white, all that, but also with just within think, our own, our own. I LGBT. think what people need. I think what people need to do is well, this is just my opinion. I think, and and I have been taught this myself, that if you carry yourself with a certain level or measure of respect, mm-hmm. other people will have no other choice but to follow suit. If you carry yourself like a lady, if you present yourself as a female, people have no other choice but to respect you for what they see. I myself, I don't normally have any issues with people dealing with me because when they see me, they see a woman. And it's only when they kind of like find out through either information being told to them by the fact that it's on my human resources uh, paperment or documents that I was, in fact, born a male and I am transgender, that's when the problem comes in. But when people see me, they treat me as I present myself, not so much as for who I am. Oh, well, thank you so very much, Ms. Jasmine Kasaki. You're up. Oh, I enjoyed hers. I have a lot of feedback, but I'll say this. Um, I don't think that there's a gap within the media. I think that there's a disconnect within the advocates in the community. We all represent ourselves, and actually Madison just did a video about that that I lived for where she said, these bitches need to hold their own crown. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not representing each other. So I don't think that that there's a gap in the media because they cover what we give them to cover. And if a person feels that their integrity or their image is compromised because of another transgender or what she exposes to media about herself, then she should just grab a torch and expose herself to media and have a better image or an image that she feels is more positive for the community and the straight people to look at and say, oh, okay, well, transgenders are this way as well. I think that media, they're doing their job. They give them what we give them. I love, I'm older too. I've been out for a long time, about 17 years. I love what a lot of the girls do now as far as becoming household names or becoming stars within their own rights of just exposing their lives to the public because we need to see that there are some beautiful transgenders out there and that everybody's not doing camp drag. Right. What do I think we can do to maybe alleviate the problem Mm -hmm. of how people look at transgender? I just think everybody needs to mind their own business. All right. Well, thank you so very much, Mr. Saki. (laughs) Uh, Jada, Jada, you're you're last, and then we'll go to the next section for the other ladies. I'll have to piggyback off what Jasmine said. I do feel that there is a disconnect due to the fact that everybody feels as a transgendered woman should have this certain 
criteria on how she should act, but when you really look into life and realize life, there are women that have many types of characters about themselves. There are women that prostitute. There are women that are mayors. There are women that, you know, that are all these types of things. But when we come to a prostitute, they always say, I mean, when it comes to a transgender woman, we always want to say, oh, well, she's not acting like a woman. I've never seen the qualifications of what a woman should act like. You know, I've always been taught to act like a lady. But I just, people kill me saying, well, transgender should do this, transgender should do that. They shouldn't expose this. They shouldn't expose that. But when you become yourself and you're comfortable with yourself and you know who you are, that's when people and the media start to accept us for what we are, and those are transgender women. How I feel that we could come together as a community, Mm -hmm. I feel as though transgender should stand up for each other more instead of tearing each other down, trying to be the girl that everybody wants to like, and not care about what the people want to like, just care about supporting your sister, because we are sisters in this thing. And if we're tearing each other down, of course the commu- our gay community and, of course, the straight community would tear us down as well. But I just feel like the transgender community needs to support each other in what we do, even if we don't like it. You don't have to like a person or dislike a person to support a person. But I just feel that we should just support each other as in sisterhood. Thank you uh, so very much, and that was definitely profound. Um, what I definitely got from the ladies, from the three of you, was definitely respect. You know, we have to we have to respect ourselves, whatever you deem that self-respect is. But we we have to respect ourselves, and we definitely need to be more unified. And I just you know, Jada definitely touched on something really quickly, and I'll go to the next one. You know, if anyone knows your struggle, your your transgender sister knows your struggle. So because yeah. we, well, I say we, I always keep doing that like I'm a transgender female myself, but I'm not. But <laughs> I, 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 you are. At, at, one point, at one point, you know, if you listen to the other show that I did with Kenya and, and some guys, you know, I, I started on, the, on that road. But, um, of course, that, uh, I'm, I'm at, on another road now, um, which I'm very much um, satisfied with. But, you know, again, if anyone knows your struggle, your sister, should, your sister should. So, again, we have to tear down those walls of, you know, Can I say something real quick when you get yes. Yeah, who's that, Mimi? This is yeah, this is Mimi. I want to say that it's one thing to say that your own struggle is is your own walk, or your own journey to take along. We all go through this. I'm 41 years old, and I started out when I was very young, and I've seen so many girls killed because they walked uh, aimlessly without anybody to help them or guide mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of kind of like a bad thing to say that mind your business because it is our business. We are each other's business. And if you see somebody going astray, there's nothing wrong with trying to teach them or tell them a, a different way to go to help them be a little bit more successful instead of maybe like going around, for, you know, walking in disguise or, or covering up and, and, and living in lies and end up getting hurt because I've almost been killed several times by people not knowing my business. I had to learn how to deal with that. That people, when people see me, they see a female and not so much as see who I really am. And not everybody is going to be okay with me being who I am. So I had to learn how to disclose my information to people as opposed to just thinking that I'm going to be who I am and no matter what nobody else thinks, it doesn't matter how they feel because I am a part of this world. I don't want to walk in, 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 walk into a danger zone, and it's not good to allow the younger babies to just do things and don't think that there could be repercussions because there are things that can happen to them and there are ways to avoid it. Okay, let me, let me say something. Let me say something. Before y'all, 
Okay, okay. Who is, let who me is just say something because, because I was the one that said mind your business. Let me, let me give you just a hint of what I mean. I was actually meaning people in the media and in the world, but I definitely help out young people. But let me share something with you all. I have been shot over four times. I've been in a hospital three and a half weeks, and none of my gay family came more than once. But most importantly, I've had two daughters that have lived with me that I, I, I told them right to the point where they, they used to jokingly call me the devil, and both of them have been murdered within mm-hmm. one year of each other. So my thought, these, these are my thoughts. Yes, you can help your sister, and we are sisters in this struggle, but oftentimes we link too closely to our gay family and to people that don't, can't barely lead their own lives, that are too close in our own age bracket that we are in, and we want to call them mother and auntie, and we want to depend on them to do what we could let our parents do if we could just open the lines of communication with our real family and disclose information to them, the people that God put in our life, to be those people to lead and to guide us. Now, that's not to say that they know any more or know any better, but the point is it's not our job to do anything else on this earth but to bring souls to Christ. The Bible says only what you do for Christ will last. So, yes, I can tell you all day long, but I can't be detrimental to my own life trying to raise somebody else's child because they want to be gay, they want to be transgender. And I just feel like, oh, well, because I'm a transgender, let me make her her cross, my cross, and I'll just carry both of them. All right. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. We have to we have to move on, ladies. We have to move on. But thank you, and and, and every um, every response is definitely respected, and um, everyone has you know is entitled to their opinion. So that's exactly why I got, I have you all on the line. So we're going to go to <laughs> to another topic, and it's going to be considered labels, 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 labels. But I do want to say, you know, just going back, I, I really enjoyed every everyone's response, and I definitely took something from that, and I hope that everyone listening did as well. Um, but again, labels, 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 and this is going to go to Madison first, Kenya, and then Sheena. Tranny, fem queen, transsexual are some labels that society has given the transgender community. We probably even given our, you know, ourselves or, or, or our transgender community that name. But are you offended by the word? If so, why? Tranny, fem queen, transsexual are some of the labels that society ha- have given our transgender community. So are you offended by the word? And if so, why? Madison first, Kenya, and then Sheena. Well, uh, to answer the question, at first I used to be offended by tranny and and drag queen and but I have to also remember I had to excuse me I had to remember that the society that we live in is ignorant to to that stuff because I mean there's no there's no unity in our community you know mm-hmm. each one of us label each each party something different oh that's a tranny I'm a transsexual that's a transvestite I'm a transgender woman okay and granted there are scientific terms you know to that stuff mm-hmm. however okay society is going to look at us as what they perceive us as I had to become comfortable with myself to know that okay well this is an idiot okay this this is a fool because <laughs> This is an idiot. So I'm I'm just going to go ahead and let this idiot whatever idiot wants to think about me. However, I know who I am. I know what I am. When I walk Mm -hmm. 
I tell you my name is T.S. Madison and it's to, and it's to address me as such, I'm T.S. Madison, so address me as such. Mm-hmm. Or if I say my name is Madison Hinton, that's addressed me as Madison Hinton. You know, I'm comfortable with myself. So with that being said, like, no, I can't get angry at, at someone else's stupidity, no matter how much. And, and I'm a big advocate for trying to make people understand that we are here, no matter what you call us, no matter what you think about us, no matter how you wish to see us going, we are here. So mm-hmm. we're used to us being here. Can I change their mind about what they label us as? No. Do I get offended by it? No, not anymore, because I know who and what I am. So Thank no, you. I'm not offended by it anymore. Thank you so very much, T.S. Madison or Madison Hinton. Thank you so very much. Uh, can you let me free? I have a, a problem with being called a tranny, and only because when people call you, when you get coverage of girls, people are meeting girls, and they say, oh, so this person is sleeping with a tranny. Um, it comes from a place of anger. And a lot of guys, a lot of the gay boys in the city, and even some girls, they say, oh, this tranny, um, I don't fuck with trannies, or uh, this tranny, this, this tranny, that. To me, that just says you have no respect for me. So don't fucking tell me, call me a tranny. And I have to correct people a lot. And they say, oh, I love the trannies. No, bitch, I'm not a tranny. A tranny is <laughs> over in China. That's what they say in China when they're talking about lady boys. I'm not a fucking lady boy, bitch. I am a, I am a transgender woman, and you will not talk to me in a, a way of saying, oh, you're beneath me. So that to me says, oh, beneath. Like, I, I, I really have a problem with that word. I think I can, um, I can deal with being called a femme queen because I, I used to do balls and all that. So if they say, oh, femme queen, that's a little bit of more respect. But I really don't want you to do that either because I feel mm-hmm. like you're being condescending with your tone. If it, I think it, it, it's all depends on how you say it, but tranny is definitely out for me. You're not going to call me no tranny because you're liable to get punched in your mouth. I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. <laughs> all right, listeners, please do not call Kenya a tranny. We don't want anyone getting punched in the mouth. Gina, go ahead, girl. <laughs> well, I, I really don't have a problem when they call trannies, drag, whatever they want to call it. It's what I answer to at the end of the day. Like I said before, I did all of my transformation just for the stage of female illusions, shows, pageants, mm-hmm. what have you. So mm-hmm. when it comes down to that, when they label me in a certain way, if I don't answer, then they're going to they're look, looking stuff on stupid because I'm not answering them back at that time. But I do educate them just as I go to my 9-to-5 job every day. They respect me for the woman that they see. But, right. of course, they have different questions. So, of course, you have to promote advertising and educate yourself to the market of the heterosexual community. But in all in all, I don't have a problem when they call me tranny, this, that, that, and the other. It's what I answer to at the end of the day. Most definitely. Most right, definitely. because it basically doesn't define you. That, that doesn't define you right. what they call you. You, know, it's, you already know who you are. Exactly. You are. Yeah, you tell them your name, Sheena Devine Hawkins, and if they, they say, "Hey, tranny," you you ignore them. Like I'm still, I'm looking the other way. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but y'all say that, but if someone is saying that out of anger, it's like, oh, tra-, you know, I in my day to day life, nobody ever says tranny. You know, they say miss and ma'am. So if someone's coming to you and saying, "Oh, um, you're a tranny," and and, when, and what is the first thing? when people get mad at you, whether it's your family or whether it's your friends, they say fucking tranny. That is just oh, no, 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 no. They say they, they probably say faggot. 
You part to keep it all the way one hundred. They gonna say you, yeah. you motherfucking faggot. You got the yeah. drag queen. There is drag queen. I will have to agree with Kenya on that note because I have definitely put some hands on people and put some people in check over training. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a topic training, bitch. I mean, it is offensive. It is offensive. It is offensive. It's just if they're blatant with it and stand my face. But I feel both of you. I feel everybody on that, but I don't like it either. I mean, you can, when you get to a point where you can laugh at it and, see, me, I capitalize off it. Training, all that stuff turns into, it turns into money for me. Like It turns into coins. I can't speak on this subject because you know they classify me as a woman, so I don't I don't know how it's supposed to be called, called a tranny, all those things. So I can't come in on this. Oh, yeah. Got one. Got one can of bumblebee on the phone. Hey, hey, Madison, Madison, I'm gonna let them have it. I'm gonna stick to being the uh, grade A beast. She's going to be the only yeah. baby on this She's going to be the girl in the picture. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed your responses, but I definitely also understand. Um, I enjoyed you educating the um the listeners. And again, this is you know, even though we're raw and uncut, it's still going to be um very much an education. Uh, two hours, I guess you can say, but. Earlier when we talked about transition, I said I was going to say something. I was going to tie it in later, so I want to um, start here, and I'm going to take this back to um, DeLoreal first, Jasmine Sasaki, and then Jada. Um, and then if the other ladies want to chime in, you know, you can definitely do that, um, but just make sure your, um, your answers or your responses are, are quick. Um, and this is titled Too Early. I recently, and I say recently, like as of yesterday, um, I recently watched a few interviews of two little boys who are now little 10, 11-year-old trans girls who were eventually mm. given testosterone blockers mm. and estrogen mm. to slow and stop the process of growing as young boys to develop features of a girl. Now, having watched these beautiful kids transition, I, wonder, I wondered how other transgendered women felt about kids going through the process at such a young age. So to Jasmine, DeLoreal, and Jada, and the other ladies that they want to chime in, what are your true, raw thoughts and emotions regarding transitioning at anywhere between the age of six to thirteen? And many listeners may many listeners, and I'll, I'll say this real quick. Many listeners may say six years old. Well, when I post these videos um, later on tonight or tomorrow to the Talk with Mike and Friends Facebook page, you will see that a lot of these kids or these two particular um, now girls started out like dressing up as little girls at six and seven years old. So, again, to, to Jasmine, DeLoreal, and Jada, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts in regards to, to transitioning at such an early age? I'm um, very happy for them. I'm sorry? No, okay, Jasmine. Oh, okay. Um, well, honestly, in my own life, I, I wasn't given the opportunity to do that, but like at five and six, I knew what I wanted to do. I was already, you know, dressing up and stuff like that. So I do think that mentally the children probably are there, 
But mm-hmm. as an adult, speaking realistically, I don't think that a parent should give their child any mind-altering drugs to become female. Um, I think that they should always give their children the opportunity to express who they are creatively and even who they are sexually because we are all sexual beings, and that's what I do feel. A lot of parents don't allow the children to express their sexual thoughts to them, so they suppress them, and then they let them out and express them when they're around other children, so that gets bad. I think that the communication between the parents and the child should be open about feelings that they have down there, so to speak, or even mental feelings that they have about being confused about who they are. But I don't think that drugs should become a part of the equation because their brains have not developed yet at that age to say, you know, I want to be a completely different gender. Yes, the grass may look greener on the other side, but the adult has to take charge somewhere in the situation and say, okay, hold on. How far am I going to let the child evaluate and assess the situation. They have to be proactive in making decisions that are best for the child when it comes to medicine in their body. Okay. Thank you so very much. Deloria. Deloria. I'm going to say that I am very happy for the kids because it would have done me a world of justice to have been given a safe opportunity. I think it's a beautiful thing that there are parents out there that are more intuitive and paying closer attention to their babies to recognize that their children are different and that they love them unconditionally to accept it. And giving them hormone blockers, it does not alter anything. It slows down the process for those Mm -hmm. who may slow down down the male hormones. So, I mean, it's not irreversible, but it it just slows it down. And here it's just a beautiful thing, and I think – when you start to educate people and have people to understand that this for us, well, for some of us, is not a choice. This is who I am. And my mom has always said she knew I was different at an early age. Those parents that are just a little bit more open-minded and able to accept their children for who they are and who they are going to become, I don't think they they deserve any backlash for being proactive in their child's life. I'm very happy for the kids. I think it's a beautiful thing. Thank you so very much, Deloreal and Jada. Um, well, I think it's a beautiful thing, being that I transitioned at an early age, but not as early as six. Mm-hmm. But I just think that it gives a child an expression for that to them for them to express themselves. Because I know for me, as a child at the age of six and eight. I couldn't be the person that I really wanted to be because I know I wanted to be a woman and to have your parent know that that's what you want to be and for them to embrace that and help you through that time of your life, I think that's a beautiful thing because I just feel like as 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 a transgender woman, I've missed out on so much in my earlier years because it's so much I wanted to do. It's so much I wanted to do, but I was so afraid to do it because I didn't think that my parents would accept me. I didn't think that my brothers and my sisters would accept me. I didn't think that the community would accept me. But now looking on the things that I've known now, I wish I had that opportunity to change at the age of six. And not with hormones, but I would have loved to see a therapist at the age of six because I feel a child can start to see a therapy when when there's a a, a misunderstanding, a misunderstanding about what what's their gender because I know I had a gender problem. I used to hate to 
I used to hate to stand up. I used to always sit down. And I was doing this at an early age, and I never could understand why this was happening. And I had no one to talk to, not my parents, no one. And so that's why I feel that it's a beautiful thing that once they come to who they are, that the parents accept them and help them with becoming the woman that they plan on being. So I think it's a beautiful thing. Yes. Wait, wait, um, can I tell you something? I'm thinking that, the, well, I know that the videos that you are speaking of are coming from, they're not within the black household. So this is going to go completely different exactly. when, it yeah. when it comes to the black household. Because, for yeah. one, if you're, if you're at six years old and you your father finds out that you want to be a, a woman, what is he going to do? He's going to do everything to toughen you up. You're going to get, you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to go through all this stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, um, I think you need to wait till the child mind develops a little bit more. Um, yeah. And then because when they grow older, they're going to have regrets. They're going to be like, oh, I should have did this, I should have that. I myself had went through that at one point. I had regrets thinking, you know what, maybe I should have waited. Maybe I shouldn't have started at 15 taking hormones because at the same time, you don't know what you want at that time. You're only going off of what you see around you. And right. I, I can, those white, I think that the white people, and, not, and I'm not racist at all. I just know that white, um, the Caucasian community deals with their children a lot different than the African-American <laughs> children. So, I mean, that's yeah, and, 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 and I also believe um, that it really depends upon your, your background. I mean, one black family is not going to operate like the, like the next black family. Um, I also, um, what, I, what I appreciated, um, or, or, or kind of touch on what Kenya was saying in regards to, you know, the kids may change their mind, all that kind of stuff. Well, in the particular video um, that I'll post, the, the girl, well, I forgot what her, what her name is now. I think it was Josie or something of that nature. But... It was like, I guess she was like 11 at the time, and she was like talking to her mom. She was like, well, what if um, I decided to go back? And she was like, so are you saying you want to go back to being a, a boy? Talk to me. You know, she was just like, just talk to me. Let me know. And, you know, it came down to that she didn't want to change. She didn't necessarily want to go back to being a, a boy, but she was willing to do that for her family, you know. But okay. Okay. Yes, go ahead. Let me ask, well, let me paraphrase it like this. First of all, my child will have to be a genius at six in every other area of their life for me to take them seriously to know that they want to change their gender. I don't know one six-year-old that has that kind of mind. And if they have that kind of mind... How are you doing? Then, I was one of them. Oh, well, let me get through. Let me get through, Madison. Let me get through. Because I also, at six years old, was playing with dolls and doing all these things. I started my transition at 12 and 13, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and I regretted it. I second-guessed everything. I still, to this day, face many issues because of transitioning so early. As a child, I manipulated every adult in my life that was not in my family because I was able to be gay, and I was able to wear barrettes and things like that in my hair around them. But my mother didn't play that. I come from a black, a strong, proud black family on my mother's side, but my real last name is Kasaki. My father is Japanese, Irish, and French with no black, and he completely rejected me. Completely. I haven't even seen my dad in about 19 years. But what I'm saying is this. We still have a good line of communication. We just don't agree on it. But all I'm saying is, yes, sometimes we transgender women, we think that's beautiful, but I think that a lot of transgender, we like to just put being a woman in the forefront and let it take precedent over our opinion of everything. Because if we won't even want to give children ice cream after eight, why in the hell would you give them hormones? Exactly. Mm-hmm. They didn't give them hormones, they gave them hormone blockers. Yeah, they, 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 they so, gave them. Right, well, I, well, wait a minute, baby. Now, you don't live with them. 
So you don't know what to say them. I'm just speaking hypothetically. I'm just saying in general to give a child any of that. You have to watch how you medicate yourself. I have got a girlfriend uh, three years ago. Everyone knows her. She died of a hormone overdose, and she was 28 years old and about to get her sex change in a month. If an adult can't do these things and navigate them properly, how do we think children can? But you know what well, it is? One, one, okay, one, hold on. Wait, we need everyone to speak, um, you know, uh, in, in order, or not necessarily in order, but, you know, at one time. So Jada and, and Deloria, okay. and we're going to move on. I would say this to Sasaki. Um, I understand what you mean by medical because I work in the medical field, but as as a transgender, we all should see a doctor for therapy anyway. So in my if my child was six years old, first thing I would do, I would talk to my child and let my child know, well, these are the things that, that we have to do as a family to overcome whatever you're seeking to be. And my thing would be a therapy. I would go to counseling, yeah. and then I would start a hormone therapy. I wouldn't just buy my child hormones off the street as a lot of us do, and I started off doing it, and I have no problem with saying that. But like I say, if I would have known what I know today, when I first started taking hormones, I would have gone to a doctor because there was a point in time where my blood was so thin, and I didn't know that because I thought pushing hormones in my body was going to make me the woman that I wanted to be tomorrow, but I didn't know that everything comes with time. So I just think if you are a parent of education and of knowledge of what your child is wanting to do, you would take every step to see that it is done right and professionally. So I don't think that it will harm the child. That's just my opinion. Okay. And I agree with you. Okay. All right. I'm trying to say is, hello? Go ahead. ahead, I'm trying to say for everyone is, what people need to do is understand that you can't put being a woman in the forefront if that's who you are. It is just who you are. It's not in the back of you. It's not in front of you. It's just who you are and who you feel you are to be. I think with a lot of us, and speaking for myself, I had to learn to love me. I had to learn to accept me for all that I am, imperfections and all. A lot of people want to look like a female so that they rush the process. They don't take the time to do things the right way. They want to look the part, but they don't want to be the part. You can't look like something you are not. You can only be who you are. Until we learn to love ourselves, at least for myself, you cannot learn to grow. And for those babies that have the opportunity to be shown that it is okay to be who they are, that they're going to be loved regardless, it's wonderful. Well, thank you so very much, Deloreal. Thank you so very much, ladies. And we're going to get to the next question. Uh, Pain, everyone hurts. Um, What part of being transgender hurts you the most? Again, pain. Everyone hurts. Um, what part of being transgender hurts you the most? And I'm going to start that with uh, Madison, Sheena Devine Hawkins, and then we'll go to DeLoreal. And if any other other ladies want to chime in really quickly, I will allow that. So go ahead, Madison. Um, well, I would have to say, uh, being that I'm um, from a, a biblical background, you know, my mother went through extreme scrutiny over me being a transgender woman. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's what hurt me the worst, that, you know, she's gotten over it now. She's gotten to a point where she can deal with it, but it's the attack against my, my family for that. And then by me being 
having a big-ass mouth and, and, and talking shit like I do, <laughs> it always reverts back to her like, did you see your baby? Did you see that? And she's like, listen, don't come over here with that. Don't do not do it. Don't do that. You know, and I, and I have to tell her, mommy, you know, it's just things that you have to really ignore. Like I've, I've learned to, to ignore a lot of the crap, but that's what really hurts me the most about being a transgender is the, is the attack against um, my loved one. Not me, but the people that, um, that I love the most. Okay. And Shana? Um, well, I had a few, a couple of minor, minor family um, struggles, but what I, what hurts me the most is not being able to find true love being a transgender female, entertainer, what have you, because mm-hmm. you have a different kind of guys that come approach you in the club. You have the spotlight queens. I call them spotlight bunnies. Mm-hmm. They may know you from your fame, or you have mm-hmm. those that just want to experiment and see what it will be like to actually be with a transsexual, what have you. Or you may find that true love. But what I what I seem to what I seem to do is push boys or push men away from me, uh, because I I really can't classify exactly why are they in my area as trying to get to know each other on a lover's level. So that's the only thing that hurts me because I really don't. I, my trust issues is so drawn out because I don't know what who are who's here for what. Right. Okay. And we'll touch on that a little bit later if we get to it. But thank you so much, Sheena and Deloreal. But the one thing about being a transgender person that hurts me the most is the fact that I have a penis attached to my body. That penis has caused me so much problems. The fact that it limits me. The fact that I cannot have children of my own, it hurts me because that is the one thing I wish that I could do is bear children. Mm-hmm. So having this penis only hurts me the most. Okay. So we have family, uh, love, and genitalia. Okay. So we're going to go to Jada, Jasmine, and Kenya, and I want you guys to answer this question. We all have insecurities. What are some of yours, and how did you overcome them living in this lifestyle as a transgendered woman? So, again, we all, we all have insecurities, but what are some of yours, and how did you overcome them living in this lifestyle as a transgendered woman? Um, well, I think my insecurity comes within being accepted. Um, I never thought I would be accepted into the real world because I would hear people always say, oh, well, girl, you know, you got to prostitute or you got to do shows or you got to do this to make a living or you have to be this kind of girl to make a living, a successful living as a transgender woman. So I was so so afraid to embrace myself with the real world to where I had to look into myself and find out, well, this is what I want to be, and, and at the end of the day, I'm a woman. If I present myself as a woman, they should accept me as a woman. And so to overcome that, I just had to push myself out there, no matter what people thought of me, no matter what people said, I had to push myself out there in the working field as a woman, not as a transgender, not as a showgirl, not as any of those things. I had to put myself out there as a woman that was coming to find a job, as a woman that was coming to start a career, and that's what I did. And, you know, I prayed and prayed, and I thank God as of now I'm in my working field, I'm in my career that I really want to be in because anybody know me, I'm into medicine, I'm into medical. And as of now, you know, I'm, I'm, I've started where I should have started years ago, but I was so afraid. But as of now, I'm like a CNA, but I'm working on my LPNs. I've been, you know, talking to people about what should I do, mm-hmm. so the process of, 
becoming a um, LPN. So I just feel like I just I had to push myself out there and to do what people said I couldn't do as a transgender. That's how okay. I became my insecurity. Thank you so very much. And Jasmine? Um, <clears throat> wow. It's amazing because, excuse me, my insecurities lie within acceptance as well. I probably, I, I had a lot, I still have a lot of insecurities as far as the physical goes. You know, things piggybacking off what Deloreal said, you know, actual genitalia. Um, even things that regular women face, you know, weight, um, shit, my voice being deep. I'm insecure about that. <laughs> but the main insecurity would be acceptance because I fought so hard being that I transitioned early in, in it. I didn't do hormones, and my mind was so messed up from wanting to really be in the body that I thought that I should be in. But I had to deal with the acceptance from the other children, from my family, my siblings, my church members. Mm -hmm. Then as I got, and I proved myself to all of the people at school. And by the time I was 13, 14, I mean, like, I was very popular. Um, A lot of my friends from school are listening now. I, I had dates to the prom that, you know, with my girlfriends from school, we went with boys. The boys were friends. But the biggest insecurity I had with acceptance was coming back onto the gay scene because I felt like the gays didn't accept me or they didn't take me seriously as a showgirl. I had already proven myself as a makeup artist, as a hairstylist, as a Christian. Mm-hmm. But I had to prove myself to the gay community. That was actually the biggest acceptance battle I fought actually last year. But um, So I, I struggled with that, and how I rose above that was I said, I'm going to put my face and my name out there every time they see me. They're going to have to accept me, and I'm going to make them live. And then after that, the way I'm going to pull through the acceptance finish line is I'm going to write a book on the acceptance battle with the straight people and the acceptance battle with the gays. And it'll be a best seller. All right. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Sasaki. Sasaki. Yes. I have a question. This is Sheena. Uh, What? Hi, sister. How, what, what, okay, make an example as to what you mean being accepted from the gay community. I'm just doing wondering because uh, I think I have some of the same problems with that, too. Uh, I mean, either you don't have on enough makeup, you have on too much makeup, you do too much on the show, you, you know, your mannerisms aren't there, you don't do what another girl does, or, you know, we don't know who you are. Any of that, you know, your, your clothes, you should have done this. Just the, the, the superficial side of pageantry, it, it can make a girl that already is feminine, it can make you feel less than someone that's just actually getting in and being a drag queen. I felt compromised, you know, when it came to my abilities on stage in comparison to people that had not began a transition or that weren't in search of a transition. Mm. Right. Right. Okay. And can I, I understand you? Can, Micah, can you ask something to the gay community themselves, well, ourselves, our own mm-hmm. community? Why are they the hardest critic when it comes down to transgender females, whether they live their life as 24-7, the pageant girl, showgirl, whatever? But that's, that tends to bother me because it seems like if we don't look a certain way when y'all just look like, woo, child, they'd be so quick to read on that note, but in, right. they really can't speak on it because they really don't live how we live. Right. They don't that's your answer, baby. Yeah, that was your answer. 
That's my answer. Yeah. That's your answer. The reason, no, truthfully, because a lot of gay people, gay people, uh, do not understand why would someone born with a penis want to decide to live opposite of who they yeah. are because they yeah. themselves are attracted to men. They're not attracted to women, so they can't comprehend why would you want to go and become a woman with having a penis on your body. That's the answer yeah. right there. They don't accept it. And a lot of gay, some, not a lot, but some think that being trans makes it easier to attract certain boys. So a lot of it boils down to jealousy and emptiness, and they just want to live a life that they don't have the courage to do, because some of them them are actually trans trapped in a man's body. And we'll touch on that. We'll touch on that. So we're gonna, I, want Kenya, I want Kenya to give her response as far as insecurities are concerned, and then once she finishes, we're going to go over to identification. So I want you, uh, Kenya, to go ahead and let me uh, let us know your insecurities. And how you are for Kenya. Well, you say insecurities, you mean to the lifestyle or to just my person, to myself personally? Um, yourself personally is fine. Well, you know, how, how did you, what are your, what are your insecurities um, and how did you overcome them living in this lifestyle as a, as a transgendered woman? You know, um, I think my biggest insecurity came from I was never, I never felt like I was good enough. Um, mm-hmm. I think Jasmine just said, like, people would tell you, oh, you don't have on enough makeup. You know, you, um, you don't do this. I think there's a constant comparison with me and a few other girls. But then again, um, I'm thinking, and somebody who I really don't talk to anymore, but she said something to me, and it stuck in my mind. These bitches can't do what I do. It, so as much as they can try, they can never do what I do. They can't walk the same way that I walk. So that is how I overcome that. You know, I know that I'm strong. Um, I've been through so fucking much to where, hey, I know what I will and will not accept as far as this lifestyle goes. So that's how I overcame that shit. I know that I'm able to walk, talk, breathe, and move in a way that is comfortable for Kenya. And if anybody else doesn't like that, that's not my problem. That's something that you need to deal with. So I right. think that, you know, it, it, a lot, it, the acceptance part of this goes back to accepting who I am as a person, accepting the fact that I wear a size 11, accepting that, you know, all of my flaws about me that somebody may, a lot of people don't like, but somebody else out there said, oh, you know what, that, well, that's what makes you beautiful. I had to look, literally look at myself and cry and say, you know what, these are the things that make you who you are. Everybody was not born perfect. Everybody was not born with exactly how they look. You had to work at that. You have to go and do the things you need to do to make yourself look how you want to look. So, you know, just my, I have a lot of insecurities. I think that they say the, the prettiest girls are the most insecure, and I think that that is correct, and I don't want to make myself be bigger than what I am because I'm, you know, I'm, that's just me. I just, I automatically assume that I'm better than every other bitch, not putting anybody else out there, but I always say, okay, bitches can't do what I do. So that's mm-hmm. it. All right. Well, you know, the, the collective um, response is basically acceptance. So I definitely get that. And, and no matter if you're living a transgender lifestyle, heterosexual lifestyle, homosexual, whatever the case may be, you know, it, it's for you to accept who you are, flaws and all, and then work through them. That's just my own opinion. But we're going to go to identification. Um, some identify as gay, some identify as straight, and some others identify as other. So let's talk about the ones who identify as straight, and I'm talking about transgender women, okay? So why do you feel some girls, quote, unquote, <laughs> identify as straight for society but still do the gay thing? Isn't that like a contradiction? Again, this is not my I, I, want, I want to go on record. This is not my question. 
I, I pulled this from someone, someone sent this to me. But again, you know, some people, some of some transgender women identify as gay, straight. Some identify as other. Um, so let's just talk about the ones who identify as straight. Why do you feel some girls identify as straight for society, but still do the gay thing? Isn't that like a contradiction? So I'm going to I'm going to let Jada I'm going to let Jada take that. Deloreal, Tina, <laughs> Madison, and everybody else on the line. But we have to make it quick, okay? So go ahead. Uh, well, I don't think it's contradicting um, to the to, to the real world. I, I am a straight woman because that's how I view myself. I view myself as a woman. I view myself as a working woman. But when it comes to me being in the gay community, those are things that I just feel I grew up on. I grew up around, you know, pageants, around balls, and those are the things that I've come to like and I enjoy doing them. So I never thought to turn them off or to cut them off because – Nobody never said a straight woman couldn't do a pageant because straight women do pageants. Nobody said a straight woman couldn't participate at a ball because they do participate at a ball, but I don't knock gay activity, but mm-hmm. I do tell people that, you know, I'm straight. Okay. DeLoreal? Well, I live my life in a relatively heterosexual way. When people see me, they address me as ma'am, miss, her, but I know who I am. I know what my heritage is, and I don't, I don't see any reason why – if I grew up having friends that were gay doing pageants, I don't see a reason for me to turn my back on people I know, people that uh, at one point in time in my life I was considered to be gay myself by others, but mm-hmm. just because I recognize my own truth and I'm a transgender female, I don't have to turn my back on people even though they may not want me to accept who I am and they may want me to actually still be a gay person along with them, but that's their bag, not mine. I see myself as a female. I see myself enjoying a heritage that is uniquely all of ours, not just for the gays. It's for everybody. All right. Thank you so very much, Sheena. Um, I'm sorry, Micah. Can you repeat the question? I got wrapped yeah. up. I'm not even fly. People are, are chiming in on Facebook, and I'm reading okay. the Okay. Well, well, tell them to hold off. They should, they should have clicked on the link, and they could have, they could have actually been chatting. Okay, but no, they're actually, they're like listen, no, they're listening. They're listening. They're just going up. Uh, yeah, I see. Because they're going, they're going up on answer this question. Again, why do you feel some girls identify as straight for society but still do gay things? Isn't that like a contradiction? Well, I would have to say I know some. I'm not even going to call her a girl because she's not a girl at all. She's a woman, 100% woman, and that's my mom, Paris Front. Um, I think they still do the gay thing to still show love to where they come from, where they come from. Um, not being shady, you know, and recognizing, you know, I was this, I was Miss that, that, or I just come out to the club to still, still support the up-and-coming transgenders or female impersonators, I think they just go back and show love, but they're still going to live their straight lives. They're still going to do with straight men. They're going to do their everyday living as a woman, a straight woman. But I think they just tend to go back into the gay, gay scene and, you know, just to show back, show love or give back to the gay community. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Miss Madison? Well, child, you know, I say it all the time. I am the goddess bitch. So I can I, I reign over all the gay, the straight, the skinny, the fat, bitch, whatever. But to mm-hmm. answer the question, I think that the girls, I, I never was um, 
I wasn't introduced to the community like that. Like till later on, I used to, to hang around real girls, and we would do we would be out at the straight club. I really started going into the gay stuff when I when I got introduced with with Tangela. But Tangela was my gay mom, and she she would take me out to the to the um to the straight bar. So I think what we live our lives as chicks, but we still keep in contact with the community because it's fun. Mm-hmm. We have a good time. We can party with everybody, gay, straight, bi. We can identify with everybody, honey. We're, trans, we're transgender women. We identify, yeah. identify with, with, with all sides of the spectrum, honey. So, I mean, yeah. we're everything. We are everything. We're all goddesses, darling. Yes, oh. darling. I love that, darling. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I answer the question now, please? Yes, Kenya, go ahead. <laughs> you know, I think whoever sent that question is is completely an idiot, and I say that because how can you want us to choose the fact that if how we identify has nothing to do with how we are living as when the lights go down, and and if you're that's just like the gay boys say, oh I'm masculine, but um you're doing your eyebrows, or um just because you're getting fucked, I'm a nigga, you know I like girls. That's that's so stupid to me. How can you want us to choose? and say, oh, I'm this and I'm that, when you're in turn doing the exact same thing. And I know a boy had to send that question because that's something that sounds like a gay boy would say. Yes, a boy did. <laughs> you cannot expect us to be like, oh, no, bitch, if, how the fuck, that's just like they say, oh, um, you should be you should be fucking boys in their ass because you're a girl. No, bitch, you should be taking dick because you're a boy. What is the difference? Uh-huh. I'm fucking bad. Uh-huh. I'm fucking uh-huh. me. Well, I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said that, Kenya, because... Bitch, I'm up and down, Kenya, yeah. Let me, let me... I'm glad you said that, because someone did talk and say, hey, you should ask him about that, but go ahead, uh, Jada. I don't know. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just said No, I was um, going to say, I'm, honestly, I don't think that we should have to choose because mm-hmm. I don't identify my life with labels of gay or straight or any of that. Whatever I choose to do at that given time, that's what I'm going to do. I don't think that it makes sense to limit my social activities, you know, whether it be pageants or balls, because I, 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 I classify myself with a certain gender or gender type. And in this day and age, we have our own gender. We're transgender. But also, I'm definitely not going to punish myself and short myself in the bedroom just because I'm living my life as a woman. I want to get mine, too. Well, you know, I have a problem with that society. <laughs> Don't you see? I mean, that's, that's what I've been saying I- for I have a I have a problem with that society. They be saying that they, they don't want titties on the back. And my opinion, my saying is titties are an extra extra massage on your back. <laughs> don't discriminate, guys. Don't discriminate. It's okay. It's okay. It makes you more sense to actually take it from a girl on your back instead of a hairy-ass man on your back. You'd rather have a woman back there. It keeps the man to the masculinity there, guys. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to the next uh, topic. But um, I definitely love responses. Um, silicone, silicone, silicone. Over ask the past me. Four, ask over the past, me, honey. Ask me. Uh, oh, 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 oh,
<laughs> but uh, silicone, silicone, silicone. Over the past 14 years of myself being involved in identifying as a homosexual male, I've seen great work, I've seen good work, and I've seen damaging work. What are your thoughts on the rising cases regarding bad silicone treatment? And have you ever been a victim of silicone gone wrong? And with saying that, what's your advice to the ladies who, are, who have not yet gone that route but are wanting to go that route as far as getting silicone treatment? I'm going to give that to Jada, Sheena, and Madison. I'm going to let Madison answer first, then Jada, then Sheena, and then I have uh, a question for the other three uh, ladies. Okay? So go ahead, Madison, then Jada, then Sheena. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm from the silicone capital, baby, from Miami. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Where they, they they have the good bodies, the bad bodies, honey, and the wrong. Baby, <laughs> I fall somewhere right in between. I got the medium. <laughs> the yeah. Okay, hold on. We want to hear our response. Go ahead, Madison. I'm sorry. I'm just keeping it real. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, okay? When I was coming up, I didn't have anybody to really guide me, like, you know, where to, to get the body like it was supposed to be. Like, like, like you see a girl that, that, that you admire taking you to the silicone lady, you know, just because she may not have any complications with, with, with the stuff don't mean that you're not. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, sometimes we as chicks want to be, as, as the beautiful young lady before me said, we want to be we rushing to transition so fast that we don't take our time to really, you know, investigate on what's good and what's bad for us. That's even with hormones as well. Mm-hmm. And I am a victim of of um, some bad silicone. I am a victim of that. I do have scars uh, over my body. Um, you know, having the wrong injections, you know, being injected with mineral oil. Like Duchess did pump me. Like I did get, get a little bit from Duchess, but it was not enough to damaged me and break me down like it did, you know, a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. However, it was my choice, you know, to do that because I right. want to transition, you know, so fast. Right. But my advice to girls that are coming up now is if you can't do it the surgical way where you can actually get off the table and sue somebody, then it's not really <laughs> worth you know, putting your life at risk or putting your hands, your life in the hands of someone that's just doing it, you know. I think you should you should research, um, save your money because the more time you put into your transition, the better you will be. Uh, you'll, be you'll be more happier with the the results later on. You know, you won't have any scarring on your body. Like you won't have any any horror stories or stuff like that. And if you did, you'd have a a, a loss. I mean, to. Okay sum it up, like, I just think that, that girls should really take time in their transition now. And, and the silicone that's now, it, you have to make sure that it's from someone that's legit or certified in doing Preach. it. Yeah. Preach. Right. Okay. And, Jada, thank you so much, Madison, for that. Um, uh, definitely, girls, take it slow. You don't have, even though you want to be microwave and this is a microwave society, you know, just take it slow. Um, it's okay. But uh, Jada, um, your your response next, and then Sheena. Um, I would have to say, take your time, do your research. That was Jasmine Kostaki. Has left the conference. Jasmine, she'll be back. I'm sure. Go ahead. 
I knew so many girls that were pumping, and I knew so many girls that were getting pumped. But my thing was, before I started getting pumped, I just evaluated the girls that I wanted to be like, and I studied the girls, and I questioned the girls, okay, well, what were you doing? What were you doing in, in this time that you started getting your body, you know, done or whatever? So um, what I would advise the girls to do is to moan out, moan out. I tell anybody that, to moan out, and I think it makes it better, but just for me, I wish I would have not rushed into it because there are some things that I don't like, like my butt. Everybody likes it. I just think it's too big. It, it has gotten too big. But I just think I became a victim of silicone because it was like, oh, my gosh, I love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I want more. I want more. But, it, I mean, I, I'm thankful that I don't have scarring and, you know, bad silicone, but I just feel like though I was rushing it because I was trying to be a girl overnight. So I would just tell any girl that, that is interested in getting um, silicone to take your time, and trust me, hormones work before silicone does. Thank you so very much, Jada and Sheena. Well, I have another side of the story. Actually, I I took my time actually getting my work done and doing the transition um, until who I am today. But I also have to give a word of advice to those that, you know, like the other girl said, take your time and make sure this is something that you really want. Me, myself, I'm not regretting what I did as far as my transition, but I do believe in the near future, and I have been talking about it for quite some time now as far as um, reversing back into a meal, you have to make sure that you're able to have that opportunity. Don't get too much where it's almost impossible for you to transition back into the meal appearance if that's what you want to do after you're doing what you want to do while you're in it. Okay. So, and because, 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 spoke to a transsexual, have never been, or a transgender uh, woman, or ne- just never been around or anything of that nature, but they are listening. Um, so you're saying that as far as you are concerned uh, in your life, you, you got into it, as you mm-hmm. said again, you got into it because of the shows and, and, and all that, and the pageants and all of that. Now you've done mm-hmm. primarily what, everything that you wanted to do. So now you're wanting to go mm-hmm. reverse it and go back to living yourself as a male, but would you still continue to do, like, the pageants and the shows, or would that also be? No, that, like, I, like I said before, you know, that's why I did it to begin with. Now I'm at the point of time in my life now. The pageants and shows are cute, but it's not what I see being in my future as to what I want to do as far as on a professional level. Okay. Um, I, 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 I was able to see myself as a male from itty-bitty years up until the age of 21, 22, no, I'm going to say 23, 24, mm. when I started my trans, transition. And I, I saw what I was like as a woman, you know, in, in my 20s. Jasmine has arrived. I'm curious as, that, as to what I would look like in my older years as a grown older man. I just don't see myself living as a woman at the age of 40, 50, 60 years of age. No, no offense to anybody else that does, but for me personally, no. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And now I'm going to ask you something. Okay, go ahead. I have to ask you something. Sheena, please let me ask you something, girl. Are you about to, you about to, to revert back? Yeah, I am. I'm looking into that, sister. <laughs> 
Wait a minute. What was the question? Because my phone went out. Okay, okay. Uh, Jasmine, your question is up next, but the question was basically um, about silicone. It was just about silicone and, and, oh, 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 okay. and things of that nature. So uh, go ahead. Um, Jasmine, are you a body girl? You must be a body girl. You say, oh, child, that, that, ain't got, that don't pertain to me, honey. Let me talk. Right. I'd have been about <laughs> <laughs> but Sheena, I'm like, Sheena, honest to God, I'm really shocked at this because you actually were one of the girls that I admired. You know, I mean, we from the same place, and I used to watch you all the time. So, I mean, when yeah. did you come to the decision? Like, what, what made you come to this decision? But remember, Chanel, every time, well, I could call you Chanel because I knew you from Chanel from back then. Right. But, you know, every time you saw me, it was mainly where? In the gay club, and 90% of the chance, the time you saw me, I was on stage, and I was doing my little nudie numbers. You know, that's what I wanted to do at the time. And even now, I'm not, like I said, I don't regret anything I've done because you learn from experiences, and experiences help you grow. So I'm just saying right now, it's like, oh, okay, the show's in the pageants, and I, look, I take a look back in the history, how far I came in the pageant world and the show world, because when I first did this, I set myself three goals. I wanted to become famous, make a lot of money, and I wanted to be a national title holder. Well, I was successful at the first two, but as far as the national title holder, it's not looking so good for me, and I really can't keep constantly doing the same thing over and over because when you do the do you keep doing the same thing you're gonna get the same results. Well so I'm like, okay, let me move on to the next stage of my life. Huh? So are you unhappy? Are you are you unhappy? No. I'm not I'm not unhappy at all because actually I get a kick out when it's time for me to go to work. I get a kick out of the my coworkers still looking like they're still whispering but they're not just being respectful. They're asking me questions about the art of female illusions all the time, and I've been gainfully employed there for the past 10 years. So it's yeah, still even after 10 years. I'm at same the same place, Chanel. And, and Madison, no more questions for you. Call Sheena, text her, and get all the information you need. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to the next question for Kenya, Jasmine, and Deloreal and then we're gonna take um calls from our listeners, okay? Um but I love the conversation. So you guys know it's gonna have to be a part two just like I did with the guys. But besides <laughs> besides um besides breast implants or breast enhancement, what are some of the plastic surgery procedures you had? I've been a woman 
and donation on future surgeries. Okay. <laughs> um, I have had uh, my body done about 14 or 15 times. I'm Jackson Black, so I was concave. So I've, I've done that several times, um, and I will never do that again. Um, mm-hmm. I've had, oh, I've. I've had some facial augmentation. I, I got the old school facelift. I got cheek work. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I plan on having done in the future, uh, sometime within the next six months, I'll be getting a tummy tuck. Okay. And I am also going to get a million-dollar smile. All right. Ain't nothing wrong with a million-dollar smile. <laughs> I know. All right. right. <laughs> and uh, DeLoreal. Well, my breasts, uh, you said besides the breasts, my breasts are all hormones, so these are my breasts. Thank God. I was 30 when I first started the idea of maybe I needed to have uh, silicone work done. I was scared up until the age of 30 until I found someone I really trusted to go on ahead and do my face. Um, mm-hmm. It took me until about maybe two uh, three years ago to start getting my lower body done, but I put that on hold because I'm I'm not trying to rush it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as something I really would like to have in the future, I would like to have my SRS, but it has to be at a time when I can afford to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people say you don't want it as much because you could have... Uh, you could have done it because you done paid for it over and over doing pageants or whatever, but that's what my heart is right now is doing pageants. As a, and, and besides, you don't see that money coming out your pocket all at once like you would maybe a sexual reassignment surgery. Right. But if I was able to do it tomorrow, I would. But when my finances allow me to, that's something I would love to have done. All right. Well, thank you so very much. And, ladies, we definitely covered a lot of things. Again, like I said before, we may have to do a part Hold on. Two. I would like to answer that question. I would like to well, answer Jane, that question as well. Jane, and I need so, to hurry up because we need our, we need our listeners at their time as well. They've been very patient. Go ahead. Yes, there's been so much said, but only thing that I've ever had done was, like, my body and my breast. But, people, <laughs> my face is my face. My face is my face. I've <laughs> never had any work done to my face. My face is my face. Thank right. you. And, and, with that, <laughs> and with that said, ladies, we're going to go to our quick, uh, what is it, 49-second uh, uh, break, and then we're going to start taking calls. So, listeners, if you're out there and you have a question, press 1. So I know that you have a question, and we'll be getting to you in just a second. So hold the line, ladies, just for me real quick. I'm a boss-ass bitch, 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 I'm a boss-ass bitch, 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 I'm a boss-ass bitch, 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 I'm a boss-ass bitch. I'm so enjoying y'all, ladies. Oh, my God. I'm a boss-ass bitch. I am 
support these niggas. They be grown men, but that little boy these niggas. Went the cookie, so I gotta get the hoy these niggas. But I never iPhone Android these niggas. Hey, you never with them. I don't never bore these niggas. More money than them. I'ma sell these niggas. I ain't shopping, but it's like I gotta store these niggas. Put them on timeout and never call these niggas. Pussy like girls. Damn, it's my pussy gay. It's a holiday. Play with my pussy day. Pussy this, pussy that, pussy taken. Pussy my dick like she a Jamaican. We are back. You never boss ass bitch. And uh, some of the some of the listeners are letting me know, which I already knew this, but they can hear you guys saying, "Oh, you know," they can hear you guys talking. <laughs> your brain. <laughs> I guess. But hey, hey, it's live, raw, and uncut, baby. So do not um, don't worry about what you heard. So I'm gonna go ahead. Ooh, I got a lot of uh, questions. Sheena so, has arrived. Sheena is back, and Sheena, we're about to. Go it's arrived. Okay. So here's okay, so okay, ladies, okay, okay. We have a caller from the area code of seven one three, and their last four digits of the phone number is eight zero zero one. Again, area code seven one three, and the last four digits of that phone number is eight zero zero one. You are now on the line with the talk with Micah and friends. If you can't, please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Hello, ladies. This is Javon Davenport in Houston, Texas. I know quite a few of you. My question is, and hi, Mike, I love your show. This is my first time listening. Kudos, kudos. Um, my Thank question you. is for those of you, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. can you, okay. yeah. I'm sorry. My question is for those of you that compete in pageantry, do you think you have an upper hand on those of, that are not transgendered women? No. Would you, would, would you like to just direct that to one or two of them? Well, yes, uh, I'm sorry, I thought I did. The question was for those of you that compete in pageantry as well as female impersonation pageants, being that you are transgendered women and a lot of them that aren't are e- imitating what a woman should be or looks like, which you do, do you think you have an upper hand when it comes to competing against them? Can I, I, can I go first? Yes, go ahead, can you? I'm thinking, no, I don't think you have an upper hand. I think that you are judged harder because you are transgender because they automatically assume because you are transgender you're going to be less than the drag queen. So, no, I don't think that that has anything to do with it. And, mm-hmm. Brother I have to definitely agree with that. Okay, that was Jasmine Green uh, and Jada and DeLoria. I um, say no because... I'm going to say no because uh, when you live your life as a female, it's, it's very hard for me to think of myself standing out and entertaining and doing pageants and shows. You must be able to stand out and deliver a performance and entertain people. So they look for you to do what they call punk out, and it's not something that I can just cut on and cut off because if I'm going to be myself, I'm a woman. So when you live your life as a woman, they judge you harder because you're not being uh, as more flamboyant as Dang. the other people that comes natural for them. <laughs> Over <Okay>. the top. <laughs> All right. Well, thank right. you so well, very much. Well, that's the question. Me. Thank you. I truly enjoyed thank the show, Michael. Thank you so Michael. very thank much. You, thank you to listen. Thank you for calling, baby. You're welcome, Liv Michael. All right. Okay. So thank you again, Javon Davenport. Uh, used to be Yesenia. St. James, thank you so very much. Okay. We're going to go to our next caller, area code... What do I want to pick? What do I want to pick? Oh, we're going to do an Atlanta number. 404 is your area code. The last four digits of your telephone number are 4866. Again, 404-4866. You are now on the line with the talk with Mike and friends. If you can, please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. 
Well, hello. This is Smiley J. Michaels Reese from Atlanta, Georgia. Hello, everyone. Hi, Hi Smiley. Hi. Okay. Well, my <laughs> well, my question is very simple. Um, I'm not a transgender, but as a female figure, it's very hard to date. So I, I know I missed the first the other show. So I wanted to ask all the ladies really very briefly. What are the, like, what do you guys do? Because that can really, really put me down personally and specifically. So, like, how do you guys deal with, I guess, the, the, the Atlanta scene? It's hard, you know, because I date straight guys, and <laughs> it's kind of difficult dating them because they don't see you as a, the same standards as a, a, a naturally born female, if that makes sense. How do you guys deal with it? and dating and trying to be in love and trying to find love and stuff. Like, what do you, what do you guys okay. do? Because, you know, it's hard. All right, ladies. So like I said ahead. before, like I said before, I'm sorry. I'm just buttoning in. But like I was saying before, <laughs> uh, it's very hard to trust these guys, whether it be straight or gay, because different guys come up to you and try to, if I, if I can say, holler at you for different reasons and you're not exactly. knowing exactly what the intent is. Well, I would say it's hard for me. Well, I, I would just tell you basically what I do, especially living in Atlanta, is get my life. And while getting my life, <laughs> if I meet somebody <laughs> and they want to settle down, oh, damn then, hey, we can, we can explore the option. Wow. But initially, nobody's trying to settle down like the in Atlanta girl. So just get your life, and I'll give you my number. You can fix me. I'll tell you where to go. As far as dating as a trans woman, I think what it is that we, well, for myself, I try to think that it's better to allow the man to get to know you, maybe go out on a few dates uh, and let him see that it's normal, uh, that you're no different. Well, you know, if you're speaking from a trans point of view, you just have to take your time to get to know the person and, and allow yourself to be yourself and have them to accept you for you and try to keep sex out of the equation because once these men get sex in their mind, there's a lot of training chasers out there, and once they fool you yeah. get sex, on and pop it. So keep sex out of the equation and you'll be all right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so very much, Smiley, and make sure you tune in next week. Um, I'm Of course. Love you, Micah. See y'all later. Love you later. too, darling. Thank you. All right, so who's next? Who's the lucky person? Okay, area code 901, last four digits of the text. 7629. Again, area code 901, last four of the telephone number is 7629. You are now on the line with the talk with Micah and friends. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Hi, this is Latoya Johnson from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, Hi, Latoya. Hi. Um, my question is, how do you guys feel as transgender women about dating, I guess in our words, trade, and with them still talking to real women? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I cannot I expect for trade to really understand and uh, comprehend to our lifestyle because, in essence, they're supposed to live a straight life and then, what they see us as when they get mad as, oh, you're a wannabe or either you're just a punk. So Trey really don't understand our way of living and why we do what we do and why we live. 
Well, I, earlier today I made a post on Facebook where I don't do thugs because at any given moment those motherfuckers are going to snap. Yes, so ma'am. At the, end of the, yes, ma'am. at the end of the day, trades that they fish who date the girls are subject to set you up to be robbed, set you up to fuck yep. you up. To be murdered I went through that where I almost lost my life Because of some trade That is why I don't deal with them Because of the simple fact that Oh, you, you go run to this piece of fish And making me feel like I'm less than Because you're fucking her Because she's born a woman Which in actuality she got cheated Because you're still fucking getting fucked by me Or you're fucking me <laughs> So oh my God. that bitch just got cheated So you shouldn't be Don't <laughs> face your falling in love with no trade There's nothing but trouble Thank you so very much, Latoria, for your question. I'm going to move right on swiftly and professionally. Oh, my God. Um, area code 404, uh, last four digits, 7125, uh, 404-7125. And um, if you do have a question for, you know, a specific person, please um, shout that person out. Um, so we won't be scrambling for who's going to answer it. So, again, oh, my God, where's your number go? Oh, 404-7125. You are now on the line with the Talk with Mike and Friends. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Hello, guys. Uh, it's um, Jermaine Munn. Hello, ladies. How are you all today? Hi. Can everybody hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my question is, and uh, by the way, Michael, this is my first time listening to the show. Good job. Uh, it's very interesting. But my question is for the women that wants to have the SR surgery. <clears throat> if you um, ladies are having the surgery but love, I guess, penetrating the dudes, will this bring a happiness to your life as far as, like, having sex? Or how would you be happy if you, like, Penetrating the dudes or and having a surgery. Who is that question directed to? That's to the women that wants the SR surgery. Well, I think that I think there was really only one lady who said she wanted the wow. SRS, and that was it. Was Gloria. it was two? It was, it's, it's, it was oh, it's Kenya right. and, and Kenya. Yeah. No, no, yeah, me. Yeah. Oh, Jada. Oh, all y'all. All y'all. Go ahead. Somebody just answer, answer the question. Thank you, Joanne. So go ahead, somebody answer. Well, I would say this. I, I mean, well, I'm, I've been castrated. I got castrated last year. And okay. for me, it's not about getting off or getting, you know, for me, it's all about pleasing the man. And I like pleasing the man. So whatever pleases the man pleases me. So with that being there, if that pleases the man at that moment, why it's there, it pleases me. But with it being gone and what's there, you know, my my SRS surgery, with my um, vagina being there, if that's what pleases the man, it pleases me. So that's how I am. I'm just a pleaser to – I'm a pleaser to be pleased. So. I'm a dominating okay. person. I like to dominate them. I like to dominate something that's so masculine. It just turns me on and takes me up and makes me feel even more fish when I'm on the back. I don't know. Sheena? Oh, child. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But don't, don't you think that's a big contradiction? Because once you have the surgery, you won't be able to do that. Unless you start talking. I'm trying to say that if you are, hello. Yeah, go ahead. I want to get this part across. Uh, uh, sex is a wonderful thing. I love sex, and I'm very uh, mature when it comes to sex. There's nothing I could have done or can do with a man that I haven't done. 
but with or without the penis on my body, I can still satisfy a man. And if I'm dating a man without a penis attached to my body and he desires a penis, I can do the same thing that most women do with their lovers and husbands that like penis, use a strap-on. All right. right. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, thank you so very much. Thank you so very much, um, Jermaine. I definitely appreciate it. You're muted, so you can't tell me how lovely of a job I'm doing. But, uh, again, thank you so very much. <laughs> We're going to move on to ooh, who do I want? Okay, 504, area code 504, last four of your phone Yes, Noya, baby. 814 and Noya, baby. <laughs> so 504. All right, baby. You are now on the line with the talk with Mike and friends. If you can, please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Hi, Micah. I'm Mariah. I'm from New Orleans. Um, I noticed I was listening to one of your previous shows, and you were talking about transgender trailblazers and the contributions that they have made, especially for women of color in the African-American transgender community. And um, Mm -hmm. you named a few... um, And I know that we're on kind of a time limit, but as far as advocacy, especially for transgender women of color, I don't believe that there's a time, but I'll make it very brief. Mm. When we're talking about trailblazers, (laughs) women like... uh, Excuse me? No, go ahead. Women like Ayanna Ayanna Elliott, Janet Mock, um, especially Laverne Cox, you know, these are all women Mm -hmm. who have taken a great stance for us being like, Laverne Cox said on Katie Couric or the Huffington Post and CNN, you know, transgender women of color have an unemployment rate four times the national average. And especially Mm -hmm. if you're a person of color, it's two times the national average. You know, Mm -hmm. transgender women of color have dated back all the way to 1886. You know, one of the first transgender women of color on record was Lucy Hicks Anderson, you know, And I don't know if a lot of transgender women, period, know of these women. But now that I've mentioned them, it will only take you about 30 seconds to Google them, and then you'll know exactly who I'm talking about and where we come from as transgender women. Um, My question is going to be for Kenya. Um, I noticed that on the previous show you said that you can't necessarily identify with Laverne Cox because she hasn't been through the struggles that you or transgender women of color like us have been through. Um, You said that you do more identify with um, a transgender woman, and her name is Carmen Carrera. Um, I just wanted to get your input, and I just – right. um, I'm not finishing. Just, you know, finish the question. Um, I I really wanted to get your input because as a woman of color who's been through so many hardships, you know, I recently had a man who didn't know me, you know, try to kill me, and I broke both of my legs, you know, and there was no one to advocate for me. But when I, you know, discovered Laverne Cox quite some some time ago and I heard, you know, her speaking and how passionate she was and I heard her story and the struggles that she's been through, not necessarily that her struggles were um, of poverty or of abuse, you know, I can identify with her. And she spoke out, especially for women of color, on a national platform 
Carmen Carrera mm-hmm. is also another transgender woman who is on a national platform, but I've never heard her speak out, you know, in the name for transgender women or say anything. Hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Mariah, I, I still totally understand where you're going, but I want you to go, since you directed it towards Kenya, go ahead and ask the question so we can show so she, so she okay. can Okay, I just want to know if you more identify with Carmen Carrera because she is on a career path that you favor, is that why you more identify with her and not Laverne Cox? Well, it's, it, it's a kind of like a, um, it's a kind of shallow perceptive. Laverne Cox doesn't look like I look. I can identify with Carmen Carrera because we can walk in the same shadow and we can blend with society. Laverne can't do that. In my, that's my opinion. She don't live, I come from poverty. I come from a place where, you know, um, I don't think that she came from that. She, she, to me, she represents white black America, meaning that she lived her life as a, I saw a documentary on her where she was, um, and, and Janet Mock as well, they are not advocating for the African-American community to me because of the lifestyle they have chose to live. You know, Carmen is a minority, as I said before. She is Latino. Of course she's going to be a minority. The rest of them, I, I don't get it. I, I don't identify with them. I'm a black woman, and I am a minority. And she is a black woman, and they are living in a society where it's pleasing to the white man. My, I'm Muslim, so of course I'm going to identify. I'm not going to identify with somebody who is worse than the white man, like seriously. So <laughs> you, <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So um, um, thank you so okay. very much, thank you so very much, Mariah. Sorry we couldn't get you um, get more in, but thank you so very much. And I hope you tune in to next next time. And we'll have these ladies on again. And I think what we're going to do next time, we want to open up with questions so you guys can attack their asses. I'm just saying. I'm just playing. Just playing. But um, I'm going to go to area code. Hold on one second. Eight one six is the area code. One four four zero is the last four digits of the of the number. Eight one six is the area code. The last four digits are one four four zero. You are now on the talk with Micah and friends. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Uh, hello, ladies. This is Slick calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Hi. I was on the show last week. Hi. <laughs> hello, hello. My question is to Kenya. Last week when we had our show, you said you missed it and you had a problem with something that was said as in far as we weren't in tune as in, I guess, the girls. I wanted you to elaborate on that and explain what you meant. Well, you guys had asked, Mike, I asked a question about something about um, you guys saying, oh, you date a girl. And um, a lot of y'all were hollering about, oh, no, if I want a real woman, I will go and get one. The bottom line is you can't get a real woman because you like dick. You can't get a real woman because you like men. So don't try to make it like we are nasty or something. It's just like us saying that, oh, if we want a real man, we would get a real man, not a punk. I mean, and that's no shot against you or any other gay man out there. I just found that offensive, and that's, you know, I don't know if any other ladies have felt like that, but... Yes, I, mean, I, I do. Like it was, I felt like it was no, very offensive. And when boys get mad, I say, oh, if I want a real woman, I won't get one. No, you can't get a real woman because you're a bottom or you're a versatile top or you just... And either way it goes like dick, so a real woman is not going to want a gay man. No real woman that I know is not going to want no gay man who likes men. So don't try to – and all of those boys on that panel have said that, and I found that very offensively. And I know them, and not saying that I wanted any of them, you know, hey, I may have heard about their anatomy, but that was just it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Well, thank you so very much, uh, Slick. Um, I hope that she answered your question. Um, uh, thank you, thank you. That's one of our, the uh, former panelists. Honey, I need a cigarette. Y'all have tried it on my time. Well, we have, we have one more person. <laughs> Kenya, Kenya, we have one more person to try it on your time, but hopefully they are not going to ask, you know, you a question. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't care who they ask. But um, we, have, we, have, we have time for one more, ladies, and I thank you so very much for being open and honest. Um, we're going to go to this is the last question. I'm sorry, guys, but this is the last uh, question. Area code 606. The last four digits of the phone number are 6834. Again, 606. last four digits of the phone number are 6834. You are now on the line with the talk with Mike and friends. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Oh, baby, you don't. Okay. Well, thank you so very much, 606. We're going to go to uh, C619. Eric, 619. And the last four of the phone number are 7808. Okay? You're on the line to talk with Mike and friends. Please state your name and where you're calling from and your question, please. My name is Fantasy Brooks Houston. I live in Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia. My question is to the um, lady from the panel, how do you feel about the girls that get um, the thirds pregnant? How do you feel about the yeah, how, yeah, how do y'all feel about the transgender girls to get, like, the first pregnant? How do you guys feel about that? Hey, Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Hey, ladies. Hey. Hey. All is well over there, my sister. Hey. Well, I, I would say I think me, Kenya, and I think Sheena has been in those types of relationships. I, I think Sheena, but. Um, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. no, no. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. But, um. I think love love doesn't have a sex to me. Love doesn't okay. have a sex. And when you find someone that genuinely loves you for you and accepts you for you, then I think that you guys should build whatever you can, build together. And that, and if that's in having a baby, then that's what you guys should do. You guys shouldn't care about anybody else's opinion. Well, I didn't care about anybody else's opinion. wish I didn't get nobody pregnant. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like love doesn't have a sex. I think I, I agree with that, and I also think that it's just simple case that sex and and sexual identity and sexual orientation are two different things. Well, I have a well. I'm going to speak differently about it. Me personally, even though I'd rather be, as you guys would say, the top, but it's just certain things that I just love to play with in the bed that I have to be attached. To be known. <laughs> oh, now I, I'll say this: I, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. I'm attracted to men, but there are a lot of lesbians that come on to me, and you know it doesn't make me feel any kind of way. I mean, they just, you know, it is what it is. They're celebrating my beauty. Hey, I can't knock them. If a transgender get a straight girl pregnant, that bitch is stupid. <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all don't say that. Say that. Don't say that. I have some friends who have, I, no, I wouldn't say that. I think it's just who they are, and it just happened to be a situation they are in, and, and, and it's okay. It's mm-hmm. just not for me. But, I mean, that's just my opinion. It's not for me. I, I just think that they should reevaluate what it is that they're looking for in their life. Why would you transition to go? If you want to be with a woman, you should have stayed a man. That's just my personal opinion. Like, seriously. That's, I, that's what I meant when I said that sexual orientation 
and sexual and gender identification are two different things. It's not about the sex for some people. It's about who they are and who they identify themselves as being, but they are sexually attracted to women still. So it's okay for them. It's not, a, it's not, about, their, it's not about sex. It's, it's, a, it's about a mindset. And their mindset is they're going to identify as a female, yet they are still attracted to females, and that's good for them. That's well, 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 thank but you, you know so what? very much. I'm sorry. Time I, I got to agree with, I said this is the first time I got to agree with my sister, the low yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm in total agreement. I may not want one, but if it works for somebody, it works. We don't know the reasons that they're getting them. Yeah, to me it's a little over the top or a little out the box. But if that's what they want to do and they can afford a child, more power to them. Well, but how would they explain it to the child? How would they explain it to the child? Well, Mama, mama dressed as daddy, but daddy dressed as mama. You explain it with the truth. You explain it with the truth because I once dated a stud just for the simple fact that I put myself in men's shoes when this boy came to me and told me that he was actually a girl. So I was like, okay, I really like you. So I put myself in most men's shoes that I put them in, and I decided to try and date him, but I could not because he did not have a penis. But for those who can do it, that is great. And if you have a child, you teach your child to you – you show your child love your child is going to love you back and respect you the same way you respect them. You tell them the truth when they are old enough to comprehend it, and you make them understand. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, thank you so very much. I have, I, have, I, have to, um, I have to cut you guys off. I definitely apologize. But, see, two hours can really go by really, really quickly. Um, but thank you so much, Fantasy. Thank you, Javon. Thank you, Smiley. Thank you, LaToya, Jermaine Iman, Mariah. Um, and I said fantasy already, and Slick, yes. Thank you so much, Slick, for your questions. Thank you for all 50 callers. I'm sure there are more that were trying to get into the line, but unfortunately uh, it would only allow 50. Um, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so very much to Kenya Black Dupree, Jada Star, Deloreal Mendoza, J- Jasmine Solandra Tasaki, Sheena Divine Hawkins, and Ms. T.S. Madison herself. Now I do have a quote of the week. Actually, I have two, okay, for the first one. Not everyone needs to know about your dream and or your goals. All the world needs to know is that you're making moves. That's the first one. The second quote, with every bad experience comes a learning opportunity to better prepare you when the same situation comes back around. Live and learn. And until next time, you guys, be blessed. (laughs) 